Okay, everyone. Haribo. Sorry, the Instagram was being a little weird. Um, it wasn't letting me start the live video, so please forgive for the tardiness. Um, we were having some technical difficulties. So, oops, sorry, I got really close to the camera. Um, welcome, everyone. Welcome. Sorry, we're a little late today. Haribo, welcome Geneva, welcome Princess Pina, that rhymes, welcome Kavi, welcome Money Blue Skies, welcome Michelle, we're going to get started in just a moment, Jai Jagannath is, is coming, I was texting him because uh, the Instagram was being a bit strange, so we'll get started in just a moment, welcome everyone. Welcome PB Chat. Okay, so Jay Jagannath is here. Wonderful. Hi. Welcome, Michelle. Welcome, Alex, Madhavapuri, Pat. Hi, Krishna. Haribo. Welcome. Hari. I was telling everyone, sorry about that, the Instagram. It was, it was, it was doing something weird, so I had to shut off my phone and then restart it, and then it worked. So. Okay. Technology. Hari. Hari. <laughs> uh, I'm looking more spiritual than usual. <laughs> it means I have my uh, makeup on because they have a Sunday feast here early at 3 o'clock. From 3 to 5.30. So I went, I went to it today. That's why. You're also having a one-button wife beater situation going on. <laughs> well, okay. So when I'm at the temple, it's not really appropriate to wear a wife beater in front of the So I wore this nice shirt over it, but it was getting too hot. So I said, I'll do like a little European style, like over overthrow. I don't know, like a coat overthrow. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I know what so, you mean. So, uh, Jai. I have very interesting style. I love your style, trust me. <laughs> your your uh, custom-made coats. Uh, yeah, a cape. I thought it was his cape. Yeah, that's like a, like a European cape coat. Yeah, like, a, like a, where the sleeves are kind of just like this. And right, I, know right. I, know I, I know exactly what you're talking I actually about. Li I actually like that style. <laughs> uh, me too. I regretted. I like... I'm a, I'm a bad packer, everyone, not because I pack late, but because I'm very indecisive. So, like, I think I need something, and then, I, and then I'm just like, no, I don't need anything. So, yeah. usually, it, it goes the same way. Like, I overpack, and then I realize how silly I am, and then I severely underpack. And that's usually how it goes. And I'm really regretting not bringing my poncho. <laughs> I'm really because it gets cold at night here and I'm just like, right, 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 oh right. man, it would have been so good. But anyway, <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about spiritual things. <laughs> you know, we left off two days ago. Yesterday we had a little bit of a uh, interlude, so to speak, yes. and was sharing some stories about deity worship. Yeah. But the day before that, I remember we ended off on a note about um, acceptance and progress. There was a question I was asked asked maybe by gabriella was it yeah and it related to the subject yeah. matter of acceptance and at the same time being pro progressive 
Yeah, kind of like something accepting something like something like accepting the cards or like because we were talking a lot about like accepting the lot that you have in life and right. you know the and we were speaking a lot about like internal change and internal responsibility. I remember that was when we were talking about like individual responsibility versus collective responsibility, and yes. we were speaking about like at the end of it all, like my biggest responsibility is to myself, because if I'm not changing my heart, if I'm not purifying my heart, Anartha Nivriti, like well, this. Well, then... after that, didn't we start to get into the, um, if you couldn't change your circumstances, how would you be happy within those circumstances? Yes, and then that's how, and we, then that and then that's how we got to individual responsibility. Mm -hmm. But basically, mm -hmm. I think Gabrielle's question was like, what's the balance between, because we've talked about karma and all of these things and accepting like, I'm in the psychophysical body that I was born into for X, Y, Z reason due to my karma. So I think her question was something along the lines of like, how do I balance like, okay, this is the body that I'm born with and this is as much as I can do in this life and with like change, with like trying to make external change perhaps yeah. in the world. I remember sending you a meme. I probably still have it saved in my Instagram. I can't even... I wish I could share like the meme on Instagram. It was such a good meme. But anyway, the, at the top of the meme, it says something to the effect that learn to love yourself the way that you are. And it was like a picture of this dog with like his ear was like missing. He looked like a drug addict dog. I don't know how else to describe it, but the dog looked like a drug addict. <laughs> and it was it was like learn to accept yourself the way you are. He was looking like that. It was hilarious. And I often because I, I do feel that a lot of the modern world tends to, well, they, they promote this message of self-acceptance a lot, which yeah. prima facie seems like a really positive message. Yeah. Um, but then they start to like, um, I, I guess romanticize things that may not be the best things to accept. Like for example, um, trying to remove stigma around mental health. I, 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 that's just the first thing that comes to my mind. But mm. I've seen, like, a lot of videos, like, just, like, learn to accept the way you are if you're, like, mentally, you're having some problem. That's just, like, a part of who you are. Mm. And I've often, I'm like, well, mm. um, okay. Mm. So I should accept that I'm crazy. Like, <laughs> and I often wondered about that. Um, how positive is the message? On the one hand, it's, like, a very positive message without overthinking it learn to accept yourself the way that you are. But I know when I think about what I am now, I'm kind of jacked up. And there are things that I accept about what I am now or how I am now. But I also understand that there are things that have to change if I want to live a fulfilled life mm. full of meaning and full of progress internally. And so, yeah, this becomes like a tension. I think it's a tension that becomes even more acute in spiritual communities like accepting where you are, uh, how you're conditioned and so on, but also being able to progress at the same time. Mm. Like, yeah, not allowing the, the acceptance idea to kind of fetter you to yeah. like, you know, an unprogressive doldrum. Yeah, because then, cause then you can start to use it, use it as an excuse. Oh, yeah, as a crutch. As a crutch, yeah. which um, I'm speaking from experience on that one. <laughs> this really? is where I'm at, Prabhu. This is where I'm at. <laughs> right. This is the situation. Right. This is this is the body that I have to deal with. So you know, this is the well, situation. 
you must have also had the experience, especially when coming moving into the ashram, of like embracing a lot of like behavioral traits that were conducive yeah. for staying in the ashram. Yeah. And at a certain point, I suffocated by that. Oh, I started lagging a little bit. Anyway, yeah. sorry. No, it's fine. So you're saying that when moving into the ashram, kind of accepting the traits that were conducive to living in the ashram and being and feeling like, yeah, yeah. S feeling suffocated by that. Is that what you said? <laughs> that's a yeah, strong word. But, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the word, isn't it? Like you can't breathe. That's the word. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You can't be like yourself. You can't be natural. Um, yeah. Suffocate, I think is the right word here. That's the right word. So I definitely, how do you, I how definitely does, did go. <laughs> what's the question? Yeah, you go. How does no, what's one the question? deal with that? Yeah. How does one deal with that? It's a good question. And I feel like, I feel like personally, I'm like going through that answer right now because I'm very much on my own. I'm very much on my own right now. Like there's literally no one here. The beach is empty, you know, it's just me. And I feel like it's, I feel like I'm negotiating that line from a more mature standpoint because thankfully I had the opportunity to go through the two years in the ashram. But I, you know, it's like, you've always kind of made this joke of like, you know, people just being like, oh, I just want to be alone. I just want to be alone. I just want to be alone. But when you're alone, it's like you, you know, your friends are gone, you close the door and it's like, all your, all your <laughs> shit comes up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Corella DeVille starts to come out just like, Ooh, you know, and right. so I think that I think it's interesting because I do remember when I was living in the ashram. Yeah, you have to like really, I don't know if suppress is the right word, but you just have to like, you just have to like, you know, just like be a little bit more uh, grave, keep yourself in check, not be so, you know, whatever, you know, lackadaisical or like this, especially when you're in the temple, you know, especially when you're in front of the deities or like at some program or like running programs. On a personal level, I, I think that that, you know, I, I think that it's, it's interesting to learn how to manage different identities at different times. And I think that that's why, like, this whole identity politics starts to become very difficult for people, because it's the same thing that you're saying, perhaps on a negative, there's a negative side of it. And there's also a positive side of it, right? It's like, mm. I, I am my mental illness, or I am, you know, this color of my skin, or I am this, whatever, sexual orientation, or whatever, like this. And it's like, at the end of the day, no, we like, we know that Shastra is telling us that that's not the case, that I am beyond my body, I'm beyond my mind like this. However, that being said, you know, we, we behave differently according to the circumstances that we're in. And that's something that I've always learned as like, I've always learned that like as a New Yorker, as someone who grew up in different cultures, you know, I remember specifically when I was serving at the ashram at the Bhakti Center, like I would behave very differently if I was like in the temple. And like, of course we're like, you know, it's just us, it's just the devotees like this, as opposed to like, a, you know, a bridge program or like going out to another, you know, place or studio or representing the Bhakti Center at a different place like this, like one would either tone it down or tone it up or accordingly. And I think the whole like, because it is a very like modern, I don't know, I think the whole like 
I, me, no matter what, take it or leave it, like this kind of narrative. Personally, I don't agree with that, you know? Personally, right. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit like, I'm almost like too reading into the vibes. I'm just like, how should I behave here? How should I behave? But I don't know if that's like a personality thing or if that's just like, I'm not sure. Well, let me ask the follow-up question. I, I have my yeah. own answers to these questions as well, but, and, mm. and I have to say that by my questions, you can intuit my own experiences because questions are experiential. They're informed by my own experiences. When mm. you, when you start to adopt the behaviors that are suitable for the atmosphere, like that you're living in, like the, let's say the ashram atmosphere, for example, or, you know, in our community, we are expected to follow certain principles and, and rules and all that. Accept that you embrace it. Like, yeah, this is what it means to be a devotee. And you start to feel inauthentic at a certain yeah. point. As yeah. As you kind of move away from the accepting who I am part, because you're like, okay, who I am is, you know, I used to joke when, they, when devotees yeah. came from your heart. And I'm like, uh, my heart's got a lot of gook in it. I don't know if that's <laughs> the best suggestion right now. Anyway, yeah. so they say sing for your heart. So, okay, I, accepting who I am is not, I need to make progress. So I accept these behaviors because I understand they help me to progress. But as I get really into those behavior traits, I start to feel inauthentic, like kind of like fake, because I, I'm yeah. showing one thing, I'm showing a certain behavior, which is the norm and standard on the outside, but on the inside, I may <laughs> feel something different. And so you feel kind of mm -hmm. fake. So you, how does one <laughs> deal with this inauthent inauthenticity, this feeling of inauthenticity? What's I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing because I'm laughing because you know me so well, and you know that you know I had the RBF issue constantly, and so I, you know, when I was I was never really having that issue so much. I mean, maybe I did feel it at some point, but right. my 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 fuse lasted very. You know my my ability to like fake it till I make it lasted very little because it's just, mm. it's very taxing for me energetically. And so, I mean, speaking from a very personal level, I would show up to Mangalarti like with straight up RBF, just like my chatter, just like totally over my face, just like not wanting to look at anyone. And, you know, you would speak to me, other devotees would speak to me in like this, and I, I personally think, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's a one size. Oh no, Jaya, did we lose you? This is so such a good conversation. We can't lose you. No. Oh, oh. Are you there? What is RBF? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> are, are you there, Jaya? Uh... Rest, I think I'm there. I, I think lagging. so. Hello? Mwah, mwah. Oh, mwah, my God. Mwah. I I... Now we can hear you, but we can't see you. Okay, Jaya will be back and we'll answer the question. <laughs> Param. <laughs> Jaya's back. <laughs> Does anyone else know what RBF is? <laughs> Krishna. Jaya is coming, everyone. Sometimes this happens. 
Gabby just... My back. Yeah, you're back. Okay, Adi just put... Adi Hall just put it in the comments for Param to know what it is. So, as I was saying, I had that issue where, like, if I was going through something, I was, like, going through something. And to be honest, that actually... So, you know, I'll... <laughs> Sanjeev Anirata says the Urban Dictionary. Honestly, um, honestly, that <laughs> that actually served me very well. In my, I'm, I don't know if it's a one size fits all, but that served me very well because the more that others saw how much in distress I was, the more they came to my aid. You know, like the more others saw that like I was really going through it, I was really having a hard time. Stuff was coming up. All the Anarthas were just like spilling out the more that my, you know, Sangha, my, my friends, the devotees around me, they would come and they would say, what's going on? Let's go for a walk, you know, let's have a talk. Right. Let's like this, like, like this. And they would encourage me to do my service, even if I was feeling like that, you know? And it's like, they would make it so much more uh, bearable or tolerant because, you know, when you're going through something, you're just like, oh God, I have to clean up the program or oh, I have to do this or I have to do that. And I think that that's, I mean, this was my strategy. My strategy was that it wasn't a strategy, everyone. This is just what happened. The more that I was, that I let it just out, you know, and some, it, I mean, it wasn't that ugly. I wasn't like crying in the halls or anything, but you know, that could happen too. The more that my friends and the devotees around me were simply there for me, you know, I don't know if that's the case with like every, that every ashram will be like that. And probably not because the Bhakti Center ashram was definitely more of a progressive ashram, a little bit more of like feelings forward kind of place. So I had that like luck, you know, I had that mercy that like I was able to just feel protected and share what was going on in my heart. Because personally, I, I'm not a, you know, even on my Instagram, I feel like if I'm feeling like sad, I put a sad picture and I write sad things. And that's kind of just, right, that's, right. and that's just my personality. And, you know, to, to make it a little bit more spiritual, I always found that when I was feeling like that, I would either, I would either like, I mean, either I'd go to morning program and show up like, like how I was, or I'd skip morning program. And I, you know, we were speaking about the deities yesterday. I would go have my personal moment with the deities, you know, or like if there was a big program, if there was a huge program, I would just like put the charter on uh, completely over. I'd rush up to the deities, you know, like a Thursday night kirtan. And I would just sit in front of the deities, just me and the deities. And everyone else was around me and you know, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna like this. But it was just me and the deities like that, you know. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting, you know, perhaps dichotomy of like knowing how to be with other people while you're going through something, but also like have that personal moment with Krishna, you know, at least that was my experience. What about you? Yeah. Um, well, I guess overall, I just share like a, a principle. Um, this statement, Saradatha e Vaishnava Twa, which means that is Vaishnavism. Mm. Simply, and if you see the nature of the ideal people, the ideal people in Krishna Bhakti are the Brijbasis, and they're all cowherd people. So they're all like very simple in nature. They have like a very simple nature. Um, and by simple, I mean what you see is what you get, sort of yeah. nature. And Parapas, he often defining simplicity and um, the Shastras. For example, when Krishna is speaking about knowledge or education in chapter 13, 
one of the principles is simplicity. Yeah. And Prabhupada defines it often as freedom from duplicity. Yes. Govinda uh, Marsh, one, he also, when commenting on this, he says simplicity means that if you are a glutton and you're being served prasadam, and the, in India, the, the culture is you sit down in one place and someone comes and serves you. So they come around one time, serve, and then they go around a second time to see if you want more. So someone who is hasn't having tendency to overeat, <laughs> if he is duplicitous, then when the server comes around a second time, seeing that no one else is taking, he will say, no, no, I do not want. So then Gorbachev said, he is duplicitous. <laughs> but if the server comes around a second time, and because he is a glutton, <laughs> he says, yes, yes, I want more. Give me more. Give me more. He says, that is simplicity. <laughs> that to be an interesting and strange example. But kind of this, the conveying the idea is what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to this tension, like of accepting yourself and moving forward, uh, I guess I would say it's, it's safer to err on the side of simplicity. Yeah. And, um, and allow people to see, like, in other words, what people see is what they're getting. Yeah. And not that, not that your, your behaviors are purely performative in nature. Yeah. While you have, like, this totally different inner life going on or private life going on. Yeah. Um, and then that's, I, that's, I think that's pretty dangerous. It can happen very easily, particularly in religious or spiritual communities. Yep. So if you had the air on the side of just letting people see what it is that you are and performative behaviors that you know will get you socially accepted, but they, they don't allow people to see, you know, kind of the, the anarchism and so on. Yeah that will allow them to come to your aid, as you're saying, and help uplift you, then I would say definitely err on the side of simplicity. Yeah. And just allow people to see, you know, yeah, what you see is what you get. This is what's going on with me. Mm. Um, so that's just like, that's just like a sort of practical point that I picked up over the years. Yeah. Just err on the side of simplicity and allow people to kind of see what's real. Yeah. What's going on. Yeah. At the same time, you there definitely has to be a strategy for moving forward. Step yes. By step. Yes. And um, I, I, I personally, like on a personal level, those who know me, I'm a little bit frivolous. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm sort of like what I call the jester archetype. <laughs> Anyone hangs out with me, I'm pretty wild. I joke all the time, <laughs> even around very, very serious issues. For me, I'll transform it into a joke. It's probably some sort of defense mechanism, but that's kind of my personality. And um, I've often been concerned about that in terms of the progress <laughs> of my spiritual life. I'm like, I need to get, I need to get this more serious. This is like becoming a problem, you know, problematic. I remember talking to a friend. We went for dinner one time in the city, and we were just talking about like having trouble with following the regular principles and. You know, and this particular individual was speaking about feeling like a shame. Actually, this is, I've said this to many of my friends. I probably said this even to you. But this particular individual was talking about feeling a shame. And I was like, you know, when I mess up and um, I, like, come to terms with how fallen I am, I said, I kind of, like, pause and I'm just like, oh, my God. I can't believe that I, I did that. Oh, well. <laughs> then I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> You've told me that. I'm, I'm, I'm only human, after all, you know, <laughs> to be expected. 
And so I have, I kind of tend to lean too much on the side of sim- simplicity or yeah. authenticity or self-acceptance. And that has definitely helped me in terms of the psychophysical conditions I've had to meet in life. Mm. And I've had to meet some, like I have some rough karma in this life. Yeah. And that sort of ability to, I oh. I think we got you back. Maybe. Is that me or you? I don't get this. Just unjoin and join or something. Hmm. Seems that my Ecuadorian internet is better than U.S. internet. <laughs> Hot like that. Remember, um, oh, well, he's gone now, but I'm sure he'll be back. But I remember someone saying to Jaya that, like, maybe his, uh, his battery or something uh, needs, he's, he's back now, everyone that maybe his battery needs to be replaced or something. He might need a new phone. He's coming just now. <laughs> Krishna. Yeah, Jai, you might need a new phone if it keeps on if it keeps on getting like super hot like that. Are we back? Kavi says buy a new phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting Um can you hear me? Kind of. No, it's not working. No, it's okay. It's five twenty six twenty nine. So we've met our quota of half an hour, even though we could have totally kept on going because I had more, I had more stories and more things I wanted to share. But it's totally fine. Um, so why don't we just call it a night? Jaya says that he will get a new phone for the sake of chit chat. And chit chat along, and so we'll call it a night. And it, uh, yeah, I think this is a really good topic to continue talking tomorrow about. Um, Jaya says he'll he'll also be accepting donations. Jaya's uh, new phone, please do. Thank you all so much for joining, Kavi, uh, Mani Blue Skies, Madhavapuri, Michelle, everyone. And I think this is a great conversation to continue tomorrow about getting real with our spiritual life where we're at, you know, and learning how to make progress to go forward. So, ah, thank you so much. Yeah. Go, go to Jai Jagannath's Instagram and just send him a DM and, and, uh, donate, donate. Sanjeevan Yurada, thank you so much. Thank you all. Please go help Jai get a new phone and we'll see you tomorrow at 6 PM. Hi, Krishna, everyone. Bye.